what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, November 3rd, 2023. The last dregs of season six here on Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. Almost, almost season seven. Almost Thanksgiving. Dude, the holiday season is like, I don't know, does the holiday season have to wait for Thanksgiving to start for it officially to be holiday season? Or is it just basically like, once the calendar turns to November, now it's holiday season. I mean, Thanksgiving is is only three weeks. It's 20 days away. It's uh, relatively early this year. I guess there's only it's a small window of days that Thanksgiving can actually be. But, I, hey, I, a couple weeks ago, I saw a, a Walmart holiday commercial, and then I was on the bike uh, just about two hours ago. Uh, getting in a little workout today and have uh, I always listen to like a podcast or scroll through Reddit on my phone but I always put on uh, Triple D Guy Fieri uh, on the Food Network while I'm uh, cycling when I'm, while I'm pedaling I don't have the audio on I just watch because it's interesting to see you know the types of food that they put on there but I saw a Starbucks commercial that was really leaning into the holiday stuff I feel like I don't see a lot of Starbucks advertising they kind of just rely on their brand to do their their work for them typically but that was not the case today they were doing some advertising on the food network so i guess holiday season is is coming up hot and what else is coming up hot is our trip to uh, san juan puerto rico i'm going to be leaving in about 12 hours here and uh going to be hitting the beach going to be having some mofongo m-o is it m-o-f-o-n-g-o or is it m-u Mufungo, Mufungo. No, it is. It's the it's the three O's. Mofungo, which is like fried. It's like mashed fried plantain with some kind of protein. I'm pumped. It's kind of it's kind of like to Hawaii last Hawaii, and then I chose the worst possible place to get it, which is like the what is it called the Ala Moana um, shopping center. And we we went there after a sunset cruise. It was, a, it was an interesting dichotomy. Like the sunset cruise was really nice. Our last night it was really beautiful, and then we're like walking back. It's probably like a half hour, forty minute walk, something like that. And there weren't very many good dining options between there and our Airbnb because we were on the other side of Waikiki, and there just wasn't a lot like actually open. You know, after eight o'clock on a Thursday or whatever it was. And so we ended up going to this shopping center. It's the largest in or open air shopping center in the world, maybe, or in North America, something like that. And just like hit up the food court. I kind of took it as my opportunity to try Poi, P-O-I, because I wanted to. But uh, boy, it was, um, I, I think it was both a combination of the fact that you got Poi from a mall food court and the fact that it's Poi. I think it wasn't just one or the other, but it was just so cold and like gloopy and tasteless it was the just most bizarre thing so i guess you, you got to try it another time with someone who knows what they're doing to really make a judgment call but first impression not positive but yeah we're going to be going there tomorrow there for five or six days and got all sorts of fun stuff planned so looking forward to it uh got to soak up the sun like cheryl crow once said and it's going to be a good time. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I think it's going to be fun. It's a little. Uh, it's going to be efficient, action packed today. Got some things I want to get through. Uh, talking Yellowstone today, so that's going to be pretty exciting. And uh, we are giving a shout out to our friends in the great nation of Pakistan. Of course, uh, thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great state of Pakistan. Um, thank you, Kyber Pass. Thank you, Hyderabad. Thank you, all over, really just generally Pakistan, all over. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We are sipping on a Surly Before I Die today here. I bought the 12-pack when I went up to the uh, Twin Cities last. Uh, gosh, it's already been a full month since I was there. So we're, you know, I'm going to, they're going to be out of the, I was going to say out of the country. I keep thinking that it's weird because I'm like, you're flying to the Caribbean. I'm thinking like, what do I need to do? Like, what credit card do I need to use? Do I need to like exchange money? Do I need to bring a lot of cash? You know, is my driver's license going to be good? That like all that stuff is like racing through my head, my passport. And it's just like a flight, flight to Milwaukee. 
only longer. And hopefully, well, I was going to say hopefully a beverage service, but we're flying Frontier, so I'm not, I'm not uh, expecting or anticipating anything. Rachel and I couldn't even get seats together on Frontier. They, they auto-assign them. A lot of airlines just auto-assign you seats now. I, I feel like there's more airlines that auto-assign than, than not. And, uh, yeah, we are, <laughs> we're, we're both in the aisle, but two, two rows apart from each other. So I suppose if we really reach out our hands, then we could, uh, we could probably touch fingertips maybe. It'd be like an E.T. when Henry Thomas and E.T. touch fingertips and they light up. Pretty cool. We watched the first episode of the new Netflix series, Fall of the House of Usher, which if you don't know, basically they take the old Post story, which is a great story, by the way, and try to make it into like a succession, modern day kind of thing. In fact, it's heavily like modeled after succession in terms of like the music and the mood and that sort of thing. Uh, we watched the first episode. I think there's there's six or eight episodes maybe. It was healthy. It was like a full hour. It's Bruce Greenwood and Kara uh, Gugino, who we were talking about on our 300th episode with uh, Gerald's Game, and one or two other people uh, that I can't recall the time I had. Oh, but Henry Thomas was in there. Oh, Mark Hamill plays the lawyer. Good stuff. Luke Skywalker, the Joker, of course. And yeah, Henry Thomas is one of the like sons, basically. He's kind of like the Alan Ruck role from Succession, so far as I could tell. You know, we just watched one episode. But it was interesting. I, I they're basically trying to like take the story and, and put a modern twist on it. So kind of interesting. Kind of it's like trying to be a little bit too spooky just for the sake of being spooky. When I'd rather just have it be like the th- slow burn kind of uneasiness thriller. Like they, I think they tried to throw in a little. At least in the first episode, they tried to throw in a little bit too much of like the jump scare kind of stuff when that was just kind of unnecessary. So, anyways. Uh, but we're drinking our Surly, and we got a little glass of uh, rye whiskey here, which we talked about maybe two weeks ago on our 300th episode. Got that going. And uh, thank you to all the Beanheads out there. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at BeantownCast. Just uh, sent a tweet out. Excuse me, tagged at BeantownCast in a tweet just a little bit ago. So it's active. BeantownPodcast.com. Email us uh, the show, BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown. Be in podcast at yahoo.com. Let's also thank our sponsors real quick here. Then we're going to talk Yellowstone. We also got a palindrome of the day and, and some good trivia. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to mow right through this stuff because it's already kind of like six fifteen. It's dark. Jeez. It's not even daylight savings time yet. We got, we got what basically 36 more hours, less than that, like 30 hours of daylight saving time left. And uh, then we're going to go into, Four months of just absolute darkness. I'll say this, like, I woke up this morning, you know, the sunrise was like 7.20 a.m. That's that's tough. I mean, it's really hard to get out of bed at that point. So the daylight savings time end, ending helps with that a little bit. But it's there's something really depressing about the sunset starting Sunday, I think, is like here in Chicago. It's already down to like 4.43 or something like that. And, you, hey, I get off work at 4.30, I'm basically for about another two or three weeks going to have some kind of lightness. And then after that, it's literally like three months where you walk out of the office at the end of the day and it's just dark, which is just my least favorite thing. But daylight savings time ending is only so much to blame. That's my, my, my thing that piques me, piques my interest. P.I. is it? This is one I actually don't know. Is it just Q-U-E-S? Peaks my interest. Yeah, I thought maybe there was a C before that Q, but there's not. There's, you know, the whole movement to abolish or end daylight savings time is really necessary. It's an old, antiquated type of thing. And I'm all for not changing the clocks twice a year. But what I am for is permanent daylight savings time. Like, I don't want... If we get rid of daylight savings time, then you're just shoveling more hours into the morning and fewer into the night. And I, I only speak for myself here, but I got to tell you, like, there's a lot more going on after work that I'm, like, wanting to do and psyched for, you know, daylight versus in the morning. 
and I understand people have different perspectives, people have different schedules, that sort of thing. But in the morning, I'm literally just like wake up and try to like get going, whether it's light or dark. I don't work out in the mornings unless it's a Saturday long run, make my coffee, pack my backpack, get on the train, get to work. Like that's what I'm doing in the morning. So if we have, if we get rid of daylight savings time and we're permanently more, more light in the morning than the night, that's just useless to me. So when everyone's, when you go to Congress and stuff and they're talking about, let's get rid of daylight savings time. I worry because I feel like they're going to get rid of daylight savings time, but stick to the non-daylight savings time clock when really we need to be sticking to the permanent daylight savings time clock. If anything, we could move another hour ahead so that the sunrise is at like 9 a.m. in the winter. That's okay because I'm just in my office. doesn't matter to me. But if it, it doesn't set till 5, 5.30, that's okay because then I get to at least do something and see where I'm going. But, of course, our good friends, Home Pride Oregon, when you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call the expert, someone who's safe, certified, someone you can trust. Whether it's heating, cooling, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, so much more. Guys, you got to do this. There's a lot of things in life you can just skimp on, okay? Um, You know, cooking chicken until it's all the way through. Not that big of a deal. Uh, Paying taxes. You know what? They are not probably not going to catch you. Doing, you know, washing your bed sheets once a quarter, it's fine. But things you can't skimp on, getting your home inspected, it could cost you millions of dollars if you don't do it right the first time. So that's why you got to take this stuff seriously. Call Steve, 541-410-0316 or go to homepriororegon.com. Again, 541-410-0316 or go to homepriororegon.com or email homepriororegon at gmail.com. Tell him Quinn sent you. And you'll get uh, probably a pat on the back. But it's also just a, a warm, fuzzy feeling. I also want to thank our friends the Cuts by Q, Samson Q2U series. Excellent technology, always slow, never disappointing. The reason I phrase it like that is because I was when I started recording this podcast finally, I had been ready to start recording for like half an hour. And uh, my Mac did this fun thing where you open it up. Granted, I haven't given it a, a nice little reboot in a long time. It's been like probably multiple, multiple months. And opened it up and the backlight was on, but nothing was going on upstairs. There's just nothing. So I had to give it a hard reset, hold down the button for five seconds, and then pump it back up. And that thing was like a solid 20-minute reboot time. Like no joke. And there are programs that start automatically, too, that I used when I was, like, a sophomore in college. Um, it's, like, a VPN and Skype. I love when I open up my Mac and it starts Skype. I'm like, is Skype – Skype is uh, – is Skype its own thing? Or did Microsoft buy Skype and then just, like, shelve it and create Teams? I can't really remember how that went. I will say this. When I – you know, Skype feels like an ancient relic at this point. When I first started my current day job uh, four and a half years ago, I still used, this was before we adopted Teams. Teams was probably around by then, 2019. I don't know exactly when Teams was founded, but uh, we still used Skype for business as our primary instant messaging tool. Um, Now we use Teams, but Skype was still a thing for like the first, basically like pre-COVID and then at some point right around then, like early 2020, we switched to Teams. So uh, all this is to say the Mac is uh, holding up admirably. Let's just put it that way, okay? Got nothing, I got nothing bad to say about the Mac. It's running beautifully right now. It's not uh, overheating or anything like that. The GarageBand program bar is moving left to right seamlessly. And that's 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 a that's a blessing because I remember even doing the uh, the roast of Quinn David Furnace, which was a season one program. We were literally like twenty five episodes into the show when we did that. Probably our greatest special ever. Like, not even being ironic. Like, easily one of the top episodes, best special we've ever had. It was already five and a half years ago. But I remember do, doing that and like being so nervous watching GarageBand go. 
as like people were, you know, exchanging mics and stuff because it was getting so choppy. And I was like, man, if this thing cuts out in the middle of like my grandma or something and I have to like say, hey, Grandma Sal, can you say that funny anecdote again? It's just not as fun, right? But now here we are five and a half years later and this baby's still kicking. So um, good tech there, good tech here. Samson Q2U series, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, a big day for Cuts by Q because I shaved my beard for the first time in probably, I don't know, I haven't really kept track, but it feels like probably three or four months, something like that. Um, going to you know Puerto Rico tomorrow, want to want to look clean, want to look nice, and uh, just decided let's go for the big shave. So it doesn't take, you know, it's not like, oh, gosh, Quinn shaved. It's going to take years for that thing to grow back in. It'll give me like three weeks, and we're back to like where I was an hour ago. But it's a big move regardless. So there you go, Cuts by Q. Uh, when you need a fresh do something snappy or new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. Okay, let's get to our palindrome of the day here. It's pretty fun. I feel like a lot of our palindromes of the day, it's kind of like a last-second thing. And sometimes it's related to the episode topic, sometimes it's not, but it's not always the most engaging thing. Today is fun. We've never had an animal in our palindrome of the day. And if you think of any other animals you know of that are palindromes, email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Today's palindrome, or yeah, today's palindrome of the day is aha ha. That's right, it's aha ha. Two words, a h a space h a. I'm just gonna. It's a very short Wikipedia entry. Aha ha is a species of Australian wasp named by the entomologist Arnold Menke, M e n k e, in 1977 as a joke. I didn't know. I haven't read this before we started. I just found it earlier. Menke described several years after its discovery how when he received a package from a colleague containing insect specimens, he exclaimed, aha, a new genus, with fellow entomologist Eric Grissel responding, ha, doubtfully. The name of the insect is commonly found in lists of bizarre scientific names. The name was also used as the vehicle registration plate of Menke's car. Well, that's an interesting thing. It's 1977. It's Australia. And I get it because it's Australia. There's like a million things down under there that you've never seen or heard of before that are completely unnatural. But we're still discovering genuses and giving them name giving them names in 1977. I thought we would have figured that out by then, but apparently not. Their habitat is like the very northern tip of western Australia, which has got to be one of the most like remote places in the world. Hang on, let's get a better map of this. Western Australia. Western Australia is already like, I mean, it's a huge state. It's almost half of all of Australia. But when you read about it, or even just like look at a Google map of Western Australia, and you're like, okay, let's look at their roads here. There's like six roads in this thing that's like the size of probably like Alaska. It's probably a similar size to Alaska. It's probably like, probably like two thirds the size of Alaska. Whereas Alaska is covered in like forest and mountains and rivers, Western Australia is just like sand, I think. It's really wild. There's Perth in the southwest corner, but then you get north towards the top. And there's just a bunch of random cities here that are not connected by roads like Alaska. These are just, are these like permanent cities? Do people live in Ski Gully Creek, Gee Gully Creek. I don't think so. There is a big wildlife reserve, a Prince Regent National Park. I never even heard of Prince Regent. Let's pull up some of these Google images. There's a nice waterfall. The problem is, it's going to cost you like thousands of dollars even to just fly here. So it's like only rich people can visit, or trust fund babies who can just drive. This, I mean, it's super beautiful. It's amazing. There's this guy skinny dipping on Google Images. Oh, no, he's got a swimsuit on. Uh, but he's swimming in this, like, pond, for lack of a better word. And it's Western Australia. There's no chance in hell that guy's still alive, right? Killer leeches or something like that. Oh, this is super badass. There's this really cool, like, table rock formation in Prince Regent National Park. The image doesn't seem to have, like, show me more details about this image. I don't know. 
Uh, but that's really cool. Prince Regent National Park. Check it out later if you want to see some cool images. But easily like one of the more remote places in uh, civilization. I suppose there's a lot of places in like Russia, Eastern Russia, that are just like, yeah, we don't go there. Or like Nunavut or Yukon or Northwest Territories. But um, I think Western Australia is high up there in terms of the, yeah, no one's hanging out here. Wild, wild west, literally, Western Australia. Anyone uh, listening out there ever see that that movie, Wild? Is it called Wild, Wild West? Two Wilds with Will Smith and Kevin Klein. And it's it's like peak Will Smith. You know, the, the credits... <laughs> It's a great song, actually. It's it's your classic Will Smith credits rap, like he did for um, oh shoot, what's like his like his OG for that? Oh, um, Men in Black. Um, I forgot about I forgot that those songs existed. I gotta pull this up, not to play for copyright purposes, but it's it's you know it's the it's just like the most stereotypical. That's not the right word, but it's Will Smith, the credits rap. That. <laughs> That just like culture, that very tiny culture in general of Will Smith doing the raps for the credits of his feature films. I love that. And there's a guy on YouTube. His name is like Deji something. I don't remember. Um, I just YouTube searched Men and Smith. That shows you how good I am at um, searching something while I try to describe it. There's this guy in YouTube and his like claim to fame is every year up until a couple years ago, he stopped doing it, unfortunately. But every year on September, whatever the date is in the song September by um, Earth, Wind & Fire, it's like September 20th or something like that. 21st, something like that. But he would do a different like a video, not necessarily like lip sync in the song, but there'd be some sort of like scene that he created set to the song and it's really interesting his youtube videos for that if you've never seen it uh let me find this guy's youtube channel and i encourage you to go explore uh, september we have devolved here on a, a apologetically and we have not even gotten into um our topic for today september um 20 is it 21st Demi, here we go. Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I apologize in advance. Okay, I'll spell it for you. First name, Demi, D-E-M-I, and this is his YouTube handle as well. Last name, A-D-E-J-U-Y-I-G-B-E. Demi Adejuyikbe. I got to stop there. His last video was 11 months ago. The last time he did a September 21st video was 2021, so it's been two years that he hasn't done it. Okay, to, to for God's sake, to finish this thought, the reason that I bring it up is because he has made a series of videos of other movies that have nothing to do with Will Smith, but it's just like, what if these movies had a Will Smith-style credits rap and so my favorite one is moonlight which is just spectacular because you know if you know these will smith credit raps it's like they basically do a synopsis of the song after you've watched or a synopsis of the movie after you've watched the movie and they just like put it into a, a raps a rap form there's a good uh, good lando one from star wars i remember that uh he did get out which is a good one um, Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> the Mel Gibson movie. I haven't even seen that one. Arrival, Moonlight's my favorite. He does lots of other things too. He, actually, like he's his YouTube channel probably has upwards of thirty videos on it, something like that, fifty. Um, and I've probably only seen ten of them. But go check out the September twenty first series, and then check out if you're interested in like. And he does a good job of impersonating Will Smith too, so it's pretty fun. Uh, and if you don't know anything, if you don't, you've never seen like Men in Black or Wild Wild West, and you don't know that Will Smith in the past rapped the credits, rapped a song for the credits of his own movies, like go listen to those too, because they're unironically like catchy songs. The Wild Wild West, I remember how that goes. It's a very like early 2000s, late 90s music video. 
the Men in Black song, he, there's one, there's Men in Black 1 and there's Men in Black 2 as well. So, good stuff. You got to go check that out. That'll, that'll take you back 25, 30 years. It's fun. Okay, let's talk Yellowstone. So, this is what we're going to do to finish it up. Already 25 minutes in. That's my bad. So, Yellowstone, if you don't know, was a show that came out. And I was I was going to say, like, it came out on this channel. I have no idea. It was a streaming show originally. But I don't think it was a Paramount. Now it's a Paramount Plus thing because I see ads for it all the time. But we have seen Yellowstone before most of it, the first three, four seasons maybe. And I don't remember how we streamed it. It wasn't that long ago. It was maybe like a year ago that we went through Yellowstone. And then we just gave up on it eventually. Rachel would remember like how we watched it. It's not, you know, it's not like Netflix or Hulu. It might be like Peacock. I don't know. But now it's a CBS thing. Way off topic or, or not important. But he also started in 2018. If you don't know, this is different than Yellow Jackets, which is the show about the soccer team that crashes. And there's a lot of like flashbacks and stuff. This is Yellowstone. This is 2018. Kevin Costner and a bunch of other people who are like semi like C let's call them C list actors. There's um the lady from Flight. I don't even remember what her name is. Uh, she's like a Welsh actress or something, redhead. Then there's um the one of the sons is like a country music singer, Luke Grimes, is that his name? Or is that the the guy who plays Rip? I don't know. But basically all you need to know about Yellowstone is that it's a Western with a really intriguing kind of setup. Kevin Costner plays like the patriarch of his family, his ranch, the Dutton, John Dutton. He's like trying to keep it together. Oh, it's got Wes Bentley from American Psycho. He's probably the second most famous actor on there. And the first season is very solid, pretty well done. Excuse me, definitely one of those shows that leans into like the unrealistic and overdramatic just to like keep the plot moving. But what happens season after season, over and over again, a couple of things, like tendencies develop that make it insufferable. One, the main characters just do whatever they want, no consequences. And it's not even like, a, oh, we're a rich and powerful family, so like, like the Trumps, like we'll go into the courtroom, we'll get off of this. It's just like things are never addressed. Like if you really want to watch Yellowstone and you want zero spoilers, you can stop listening now. But one of the characters kills like a civilian on the road like by accident and they're just like oh yeah we'll take care of it it's like i don't i don't know i don't know if you'll take care of it um things that just get increasingly unrealistic zero consequences and again it's just like it's never stuff is never addressed and then it's basically this it's been described this way and it's completely accurate in my opinion it's just a soap opera it's a modern day you know, with good camera work and stuff, soap opera. And it's just, I think especially as we got into like season three, maybe, the acting gets really bad. So Kevin Costner is always fine. And like, you can love Costner, you can hate Costner. He's kind of like a mega guy, whatever. But he's, I mean, he's been doing this for 50 years now. He's a pro, one of the best actors of all time. Like, whatever. He's good at what he does. They're like, the other main characters are solid. Kelly Riley, that's her name. She's the female lead. But even she, from the beginning, overacts so much. She's so, like, I don't even, I can't even think of the right adjectives for it. But they try to make her into, like, this super powerful, like, bad bitch. And she just has a certain way of acting and talking where at the start you're kind of like, okay, like I get what she's doing. All right. And then after three or four seasons of it, you're just like, I need a break. She is just insufferable way too much and not, not interesting or entertaining. And then some of the other like male leads, like the sons, Wes Bentley is a, is a solid actor, but they don't, he's, they don't give him that much interesting stuff to do. I feel the two other kind of male leads are kind of the same. They're like these young cowboys and um, they're not good actors. They're not like, it's not like awful, but they're not bad or they're not good. Excuse me. And then you get to the supporting cast. Like one of the, one of the kids, one of the sons has a wife and a son. And these were clearly people they just found in like 
the Laramie, Wyoming Community College acting 101 class for non-majors. And it's like, how much are you paying these people? Because it's so bad. Is there anyone on set who can direct these people a little bit better? And then there's this whole like crew of cowboys who live out in the barn. They don't get to sleep in the house. They live in the barn. There's this one guy who's like a Sam Elliott knockoff. This other guy who wants to be a rodeo star, and he's uh, his name is something stupid like Billy or Charlie or something, and he's an outcast, and no one likes him. And now he's getting his own spinoff. Okay, so let's get to what we're actually trying to talk about. So that's a way too long recap of what Yellowstone is, and that's just my recollection. I haven't We haven't watched it in like a year. What you might, the reason we're talking about Yellowstone is because they announced in the news this week again. And quick tangent, I just want to address this real quick. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is going. It's happening strong. We haven't been doing our weekly updates this season. I apologize for that. Um, there's so much we could be talking about with it. I'm not going to. Um, just note that this season has been solid, but there's just a lot of new changes, new cast members, new shakeups, and frankly, nothing terribly interesting. Um, from like a crazy dramatic thing is happening so far. It's just the natural letdown after the Jen Shah goes to prison thing. I mean, that was just like one of the greatest storylines in housewife history. And a lot of the stuff this, this season is just, um, you still watch it. It's not bad. Like they do a, they know their lanes now like, and the production value is solid, but um, the actual like interactions amongst the housewives to me personally, and there haven't been a, a good, like juicy storylines, um, Mary Cosby is back and she's just as terrible as ever. So I guess that's all I can really say about it. So the reason I bring up Yellowstone for this episode is because they've announced or not announced, but yeah, I guess this week they announced two more spinoffs for Yellowstone and you might be thinking two more spinoffs. That means they already had spinoffs, uh, which is true. So basically there was Yellowstone original which was 2018. So this isn't even like, oh, yeah, this franchise has been around for 10 years. Time for some spinoffs. It's like we're just now hitting five. And they haven't even finished Yellowstone yet. It's in production hell with like SAG and stuff. Um, I don't even know what it's supposed to finish. I, I read today that they're trying to finish Euphoria in 2025. Just shoot it. Take it behind the barn. That show is maddening to me. We have a Beantown blog post all about it. The season two shocking epic finale. The crazy thing about Euphoria season two is like that came out when Rachel was like in her previous apartment with her friends or something. I just remember like watching it there and that feels like decades ago. Like I was early 20s, you know, I was clean shaven much like I am now and just wild stuff, man. Euphoria, I don't know, man. It's not to uh, think we got to ax that. But speak of the devil, I was talking about how good uh, GarageBand had been for me, and it crapped out there. Okay, so I don't know exactly where it cut out, but let's just talk Yellowstone spinoffs. 1883, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. It's like the grandfather of John Dutton or something like that, Kevin Costner's character from the original Yellowstone. And I guess they just, uh, I mean, because they're married in real life, right? Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. So I guess they just sing a lot. I'm guessing 1883 is more of a musical than anything else. Then you have 1923, so 40 years later, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. I guess they must be John Dutton's parents, maybe, Tim McGraw's kids. I don't know. I don't really... uh, can't imagine Harrison Ford really did that much in that show. I mean, I feel like he's kind of past his like acting ability prime and now he's just kind of like a crotchety old guy and that's his thing, which is fine. But it's like, do you want him to be the lead in your dramatic TV show? I don't know. And Helen Mirren is just fantastic as always. So upcoming, they have three, they, they, okay. So they had two things that were announced and then they announced two more this week. These are all individual spinoffs. There's one called 6666, which is, I was talking about that like stupid cowboy rodeo kid named Charlie or Jimmy or something. I think his name is actually Jimmy, who gets sent away. He gets like banished to this ranch in Yellowstone called 6666. 
And for me, that's like, well, 666, that's the devil's number. So this is like Yellowstone goes to hell, but it's plus, right? Because it's only available on Paramount Plus. So we get the extra six. You know what? 6666, in my day, they just called that 24. And you had Jack Bauer and Kiefer Sutherland, okay? Four sixes. Trying to keep it consistent. Never seen that show. Does every does every season of 24 have 24 episodes? Like, exactly? Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, then there's another unannounced before this week, an already, um, or untitled but announced, spinoff just called Matthew McConaughey right now. And, of course, they're going to have to give it some numbers. So I don't know what Matthew McConaughey is going to do. I guess he's going to try to, like, tap into his um, – true detective kind of vibe whatever his name was there rusty rusty something rusty dumpter dumpter dumpster what was the name of that guy we we invented last week who invented the corn dog down in kansas it was like uh willows willowsworth or something i don't know i have to go back and listen so Matthew McConaughey is getting his own Yellowstone spinoff. Now, this week they announced two more, 1944 and 2024. So 1944 is obviously going to be some good, like, Great Depression stuff. There's going to be, you know, Yellowstone is already basically about cowboys who, like, live in Montana and they feel like the world's passing them by. So I guess 1944 is going to be about also cowboys who live in Montana or maybe, like, a state that wasn't a state yet, like Arizona or something. They're like, oh, this and there, this is the dialogue. This unsettled land, everyone's a little unsettled by this war. And then, um, you know, this other guy says, yeah, and all these, you know, people are talking about civil rights. I just don't know what happened to this country when it, it, it all of a sudden, blink of an eye, it passed me by. And then, um, Another guy, you know, like a little kid, he's like 18 and he just wants to help out in the ranch and he gets drafted and then he dies and then, you know, they bring, they bring like his, his like little name badge back in a little box all the way back, you know, Pony Express, they bring it back to this patriarch of the family here in 1944 and he opens up the box and he's like, damn you FDR, I knew these liberals were turning this country to shit. And then he spits out the side of his mouth. So that's kind of a synopsis of night. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> they could use that. Uh, that's sort of your synopsis of uh, 1944. And then you get 2024, which is going to be like OnlyFans invasion, libtards, and woke culture. And there's probably going to be a you know a storyline where like the patriarch. He has to go to you know Southern California for a business meeting, and it's a big fancy hotel, and he's wearing his his ten gallon hat. He feels very out of place, and the waitress comes around, and she's like, or he's like, "So what do you got on special for brunch this morning?" That's how everyone talks in the Yellowstone franchise, and the waitress is like, "Uh, we have this avocado toast. It's really delicious." And this guy's like, "Avocado? What now?" And he he just looks kind of he shakes his head and he kind of looks you know dismayed and he says coffee black like my ancestors used to have and it comes in like a you know like a fancy kind of uh, ceramic mug and he's like he he pulls out his own tin cup from his his uh, his canteen or his pack and uh, his business partner's like hey, what are, what are you doing there John and he's like. Tin makes it taste better. And they they do, you know, some kind of business deal and they have to, I don't know, get Shamu back into SeaWorld or something. I don't know what a mega guy would want to do in Southern California, but that's what 2024 is going to be about. And then probably some good OnlyFans stuff as well because that's the other thing I didn't mention about the OG Yellowstone. There's a lot of uh, just passionate cowboy sex. Not like HBO style sex, not that good, but just like less kind of arousing to watch kind of sex. Kind of the in-between. So that's pretty much Yellowstone. Sex, cowboys, rodeos, a lot of of shooting people, especially Indian, Native Americans, and no consequences. That's, That's the Wild West, baby. 
you can't take it, go back to your avocado toast and your OnlyFans and your, you know, your anti-work Reddit subreddits. You know, go back, go back to those places. So we got all this coming up. I have a couple original ideas. And to read more about these, you can go to beantownpodcast.com slash television. And we're going to wrap on this and then do our trivia question. Then we're going to be done. So here are some other ideas I have for B, or, um, for uh, Yellowstone spinoffs. First, 1215. Okay. You know I was going here. Magna Carta. King John. Picture this. King John, he's fighting against the government regulations. Everyone's, you know, bringing a bill at Runnymede, and they're like, King John, King John, you got to sign this bill to, you know, limit your executive power and, and distribute more power to the the lords and the barons and, you know, communism and that fun stuff. And King John is like, hell no. And I think this could be one of those fun, like, Quentin Tarantino things where you kind of rewrite history, you know, like the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Sharon Tate doesn't get murdered. It could be like King John doesn't sign the Magna Carta. So you might be curious, Quinn, who do you have lined up to play King John? Well, I was thinking of all these spinoffs I, I have ideas for, original ideas. I want to be credited, by the way. Don't steal my ideas. This is copyrighted. Um, I got to get some I got to get some actors and actresses in here who are committed to the MAGA cause because that's the thing about Yellowstone. It's like the most the reason it's popular is because MAGA loves it. Kevin Costner, a bunch of like country singers playing, you know, playing actor or playing characters. It's just like, you know, Big West shooting, you know, people of color. This is what, you know, the God fearing Republicans are all about. So I'm all in on Herschel Walker as King John. If you don't know who Herschel Walker is, go do some research and then imagine him playing King John and you will thank me. Next up, 1431. I love this because everything in the Yellowstone universe is just about the patriarchy in a positive way. And so 1431, we're talking Joan of Arc. And the tagline is going to be behind every Joan of Arc is a, is a, you know, a, a better, you know, more powerful man. The tagline needs some work. I will, I will give you that because I just came up with that off the top of my head now. But if you're curious, Joan, here's how we're going to get the ratings. Joan of Arc was really slutty. And I know she was only, Joan of Arc was only like seven, eight when she died, something like that. So we're going to have to maybe stretch it. We want her to be 18, although you're going to see I have an idea for something underage in a little bit here, which I think is going to be, um, you know, we have to see what the networks feel about it. I don't know, but I think it would be fun if Joan of Arc was like super slutty and, you know, French and kind of, you know, you know, slutty. Um, here we go. Cast Roseanne Barr as Joan. And then this is going to throw you for a little bit of a twist. I think you're going to like it. Stephen Baldwin as Mr. Dark. Stephen Baldwin, big MAGA Republican. Okay, going up here, uh, or going back here, rather, 1271 B.C. How about that? So far, we've just done A.D. years. Now we're doing B.C. years. 1271 B.C., Moses in the Wilderness. He's he's doing everything. He's He's taming wild horses. He's doing biblical magic. He's turning rods into snakes, cobras even. Um, he's you know he's sleeping with all those Canaanite women, and you know that they're loose. The Bible just basically spells that out. Uh, starring John Voight as Moses, classic MAGA Republican, and in a surprising kind of comeback, Mister Incredible himself, Craig T. Nelson as Moses. And I guess if she's free, we could bring Roseanne Barr into this one as well. She could be uh, um, Sophie. What's her name? Miriam. Yeah, Miriam. So that's uh, 1271 BC. We got uh, two more here. 1815, Napoleon comes back from exile. He's not French in this one. He's American, which works well because I know they're making the Napoleon movie, the Ridley Scott one with, um, what's his name, Phoenix, Joaquin. So Joaquin Phoenix is American, so this this kind of tracks, okay? That's everyone's doing it. Napoleon comes back from exile. One of his exiles, he's got two, right? It was, I can't even remember. One of them is St. Helena, and the other one is like Corsica or some, or Elba, something like that. 
uh, Elba, I thought was a pasta. Apparently, it's an island. He so he comes back. He tames a lot of wild horses. He tames a lot of wild bitches. And I think it, here's here's where they're really gonna. I mentioned that we were gonna do this earlier. Uh, this might make you uncomfortable, okay? But good TV is supposed to make you uncomfortable. We're really gonna stretch the limits of what we're allowed to show here. Napoleon's gonna be sleeping with a lot of fifteen-year-old French bitches. Or maybe he has like a side quest to Sicily or something. He gets the Italians, right? Like White Lotus season two, Mamma Mia. And they're going to be wearing those like tight corsets. Think think like uh, uh, Elizabeth Swan, Keir Knightley from uh, Star Wars 1, Phantom Menace. No, uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. So it's going to be you know really tight, and it really kind of pushes the, the, the upper uh, uh, Brestal regions up. But they're 15, so it's kind of – but it's meant to be, like, edgy and shocking and, like, you're not sure if you root for him. But then he, like, fires a gun into the air and he's like, you know, uh, I love America basically. So you know he's actually the good guy. So that's how we kind of work it in. This role I thought about long and hard on for a whole 30 seconds on the on the bike earlier today. And then it hit me. This has got Kid Rock written all over it. Kid Rock, Napoleon – Banging bitches. Dude, that is a winning combo. And then our last one here, I came up with kind of uh, later on on my walk. But I like it because we haven't really done anything like this yet. 2021. No, let me try that again because that's wrong. 2121. 2121. Baron Trump III has to fight futuristic liberals dressed in Hillary masks basically like the purge they come to his house it's like we're going to indoctrinate you we're going to give you you know free health care we're going to fund your public schools we're going to rein in government spending and he's got to just go out there and mow them down also he's gonna he's gonna fuck some bitches and so when i thought you know for our last kind of one in the universe at least until next week when we announce another five who do we want playing baron trump the third and then it couldn't be a couldn't have been more obvious. This is Dennis Quaid. And we could do the thing like with the Olsen twins in Full House where you kind of swap out Dennis and Randy uh, or Dennis for Randy and vice versa. When someone gets tired, you throw in the other one. So that's 21-21. Baron Trump Third fighting the libtards, banging bitches, Quaid brothers, boom. So there you go. And I wanted to finish up today's episode with Yellowstone trivia, which has nothing to do with the show. Thank God, we're done talking about it. I promise. We're gonna we're gonna plow right through this. So, uh, also, if you like our ideas, let us know. Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. I think there's some good ones in there. When you got Kid Rock, when you got Dennis Quaid, Randy Quaid, Craig T. Nelson, you really cannot lose. Okay, uh, trivia question is very straightforward. Uh, it's hard. Yellowstone National Park was the first ever national park in the United States created in which year? So, yes, I do want the exact year that Yellowstone National Park was created. If you want more time, go for it. We're going to go right through it. The actual year, 1872. So there you go. That's when Yellowstone National Park was first created. Uh, the best part about today's trivia question, there are two bonus questions. Number one, who is president in 1872? When I first saw the year, I wasn't really thinking straight, and I was like, oh, we should ask them who the president is. That's going to be really tough. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, it's an election year, but the election happens at the end of the year. So if you just know like basic U.S. years, you'll know that um, it's really not too tough to figure out. So the president uh, who was who was oversaw the creation of um, Yellowstone National Park was Ulysses S. Grant in 1872. He won an election in 1872. I don't recall against whom, but that was that. And then finally, bonus question number two: the second and third U.S. national parks were created in 1890. Name these national parks. Your hint is uh, stay out west but neither one of them are in a state that has anything to do with Yellowstone. 
but this state was mentioned earlier when we were talking about avocado toast. I think that was um, that was a 2024 one, if I remember correctly. So the answer to bonus question two, the second and third national parks were created in 1890, named them. They were, and I've been to uh, mm, like half of these two, half of one of these two. Uh, Yosemite, which I've never been to, and then Sequoia, which is like the half. I've like been up to the base of Mount Whitney before, and I don't know if that technically counts. I don't think it does, but it's right there, and it's a bunch of sequoia trees, so I felt like I was there. There you go. That was our Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week, and that was uh, some of my ideas for some upcoming Yellowstone spinoffs. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us, BeantownCast. Email the show, BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for supporting our show. Crazy thing about next week, palindromic episode, 3103, baby. So, excuse me, that maybe that will be our palindrome of the day. Not sure if we're going to broadcast live from Puerto Rico. Wait till we get back to Chicago. Unclear. We got options. But maybe I'll do it from Puerto Rico on my phone. That'd be kind of fun. First ever Beantown podcast live from a U.S. territory. Pretty neat stuff. That's what I got for you. Let's wrap it up there. Everyone, thanks for listening. Everyone, stay safe. Stay sane. My name is Quinn. And I'll check in on you next time. Bye. Thank you.